Hello. Welcome back to Imani Talks Astrology. I'm your host, Imani. Long time no talk. We'll talk about why, and then we're going to talk about things that are equally as important, but you know, housekeeping is important. Um, Yeah, I know the last episode was looking at it in June, and it's now October. (laughs) I don't know where time has went. Um, Actually, let me pause this. Okay, sorry. I had to take off my case because it makes noise and I'm recording through my phone. So the sound quality may differ from past episodes. I don't think you'll mind. Most of y'all are like day ones anyway and were around when I was recording from my phone. So I think we'll be fine. Um, But I just wanted to share that. Uh, Because right now what's mostly important is that this podcast is recorded as opposed to perfection. Look at the Virgo moon learning. What? Anyway. Um, but yeah, I it has been a while uh, since I have published an episode or even regularly produced any sort of um, astrology content. And it's not even because I haven't wanted to. Um, if I'm being honest, I just have not had the energy you know, I have a day job. We're in the middle of a pandemic. The pandemic being a really large stressor. In addition to that, I am in the middle of very intense spiritual cleanse. I is that what I'll call it? Yeah, sure. We'll we'll call it that. Um that takes up a lot of my time and energy. And it's something that's very important to me. So I don't even say that to to complain, but just more to put in perspective what's going on and I have a day job and my day job takes up arguably 75% of my energy maybe even 80 and whatever else is left is spent doing astrology and spent I don't know resting doing uh, subconscious energetic healing work on myself, et cetera, et cetera. And so it has just been really hard. Um, I haven't been able to pump out, (laughs) for lack of a better word, all of this information and just like content in the way that maybe I was able to in like 2019 when I was like super consistent and I started to see a lot of traction with the podcast um and I just can't do that right now I don't have the energy and I'm gonna honor that and I think for a while because I was being so hard on myself um I was like oh well this must mean that you don't want to do the podcast and I'm like absolutely not like every time I talk to you all share information writing about astrology etc I get I'm so excited and so just full of joy and happiness and it is just so deeply fulfilling on a heart level you know what I mean so like I know that um but it's difficult right now and I'm just gonna allow it to continue to be difficult until it's not anymore um what that will look like in the future I don't know I don't want to stop doing the podcast I know that I don't know when whatever my new normal will be will reemerge. we'll see I definitely think as long as astrology is not my daytime gig 
that will be very difficult. And I think people understand that and respect that. And so I appreciate that. Um, But yeah, let's get into it. So one of the things that is really important moving forward that I think is really great because like I really did enjoy doing like the moon cycle uh if you can hear the dog it's because the dog is barking because someone is ringing the doorbell um if you you know enjoyed when I used to do the moons you know, I really love that too. And I want to bring that back. But I also want to give more thorough, in-depth astrological information. This, you know, last year, we really kind of delved into like, what? I'm gonna pause. Okay, that actually was very on the nose. But yes, we kind of delved into what like these archetypes mean. And like, I think that's something that I was navigating. And I'm like, okay, cool, you know, I feel confident about my astrological knowledge, so, like, let's stop pussyfooting around and start producing content that is reflective of our astrological knowledge again. Okay, okay, cool. So, October 2021, we're starting off with the sun in Libra, and what I'll say is we can kind of look at the sun as a theme in the background that's kind of coloring how the month, how the season is expressing itself Um, rather than it being, you know, there are a thousand and one other things happening in your birth chart (laughs) that are also equally important. So not everything will be about this theme, but maybe some of the things that unfold will be connected to them. Right. So I'm just going to read directly what I wrote from my notes. So how are we making enough room for ourselves in our interpersonal relationships? How do we remove ourselves from habit patterns and relationships that are continuously causing us trouble or getting us into trouble, especially if we're in movement work? And I think this is really great because Alice Barkley Cat just posted a really dope um, post about the Sun-Mars conjunction um about outrage that I think is really related and will be one of the things that I kind of talk about um as we move on the key to success of our movements is related to us changing how we show up our responsibility to to others starts with ourselves with both of the social planets going direct mid-month I think we will start to see the momentum build um or begin to build to create forward movement. So if you felt a lot of stagnancy in your life, especially if you have um, Jupiter and Saturn, which are the social planets in your angular houses, or they're the time lords for your perfection year, or if they're in a hard aspect to a personal planet, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, just to kind of describe what the angles are, that would be the ascendant, um, the descendant, the fourth house, the tenth house. Um, in addition to, I would include the midheaven and the IC, but of course, your midheaven and your IC don't necessarily have to be in your tenth and fourth house. Um, one of the things that I wrote is maybe in some ways, pieces of our lives will start to inch forward or we'll feel more comfortable moving forward. Uh, the wheel of fortune is starting to move again. 
Just know that you will reap what is in direct relationship to the type of work that you have been putting in. So the social planets are talking about how we integrate ourselves into the greater framework of society, right? And into the communities and the people that we belong to and the spaces that we're a part of. Um, And on some level, I would say, you know, this is one of the things that we talked about in the last episode. So, of course, that is a theme. The sun is in Libra um, at this time and will be until, I believe, let's see, the 23rd. Um, And so one of the things that I kind of speak of is like, and I wrote about this in the Mercury Retrograde newsletter If you haven't signed up for my newsletter, you totally should. I share the full moon newsletters with everybody. I do not share all of the other newsletters with everybody. So that's just something to consider, um, especially if you've also been looking for it. I talk about this movement um, or this way in which Libra is kind of like season is like playing in the shallow water right? And it's like, you're in the water, you're in the water, ha, you're relating, you're having fun, you're interacting, blah, blah, blah. And then Scorpio season being that drop off into deeper water, if anyone has ever experienced that, like in a lake (laughs) or in the ocean. Um, So it's being able to feel that drop. And I think a lot about this Mercury retrograde that I'll kind of get into is about being able to feel that drop and maybe not necessarily be as terrified of it as we were in the past. So having an opportunity to be kind of stuck in or experience this friction um, of things in our life that feel maybe feel a little bit stagnant, feeling the friction of things in our lives that maybe feel like they aren't making a lot of sense or that we really want to see change or things that we want to see change within ourselves that are really difficult um, because it's deep work. Um, some of the things that I wrote is you know, with the sun being in fallen Libra, there is an awareness of the difficulty. You know, um, the people talk about people pleasing and Libras. And I think one of the things that's important is learning to be brave in our asks of other people. Understanding that sometimes when trying to compromise, we step on people's toes. Um, aiming for ratio rather than balance, which made me think about that picture of equity in which it's like, you know, the shortest person got three crates, the kind of medium height person gets two, and then the super tall person just need doesn't need one to see over the fence. Um, so thinking about how are we rationing um, and sharing knowledge? How are we rationing and sharing our time um, and our energy, which is kind of something we were talking about, so that we can make room for other people without compromising ourselves. Learning why it's important to put, ah, this is exactly what I was saying. Learning why it's important to put on your mask before you put on someone else's, which is, of course, a airplane metaphor that is also related to the type of time we're in right now, too. Um, filling your own cup and how that enriches the quality of giving and relationships. Conflict is generative. The idea of moving at the speed of trust. Understanding that your pursuit of justice won't satisfy everyone. And then also there is a degree of mental clarity of your alignment, right? I think that's kind of um, 
a bit esoteric of language, but it made me think of the Queen of Swords, which is the air of water um, in astrology. And in the card, this feminine figure is sitting on a throne. There it is right there. With the sword raised with a crown of butterflies. Um, and there is just a, you know, the sword is held erect and her hand is held out as if to allow things to come in, right? But it's like this knowing that like when I need to use this sword, I will. And so the swords are your words, it's your thoughts. Um, and it's really being able to kind of assess like what's mine and what's yours, you know what I mean? And like not only knowing that, but again, being brave in our asks of other people. There's a lot of really about justice, as I just said, and how our pursuit of justice won't sort of satisfy everyone, but also being able to understand that our first run-ins with justice and injustice are usually within interpersonal relationships, um, especially when we're connecting to people who are different than us. So being able to understand how to have a little bit more grace and understanding of how to navigate the idea of justice and I think on some level being open-minded, not necessarily a fool, but being able to figure out, again, how are we making for room for other people? Where is it that, you know, one of the things that I love about Venus as a planet that I've learned is that Venus um, can create antipathy or dislike. So in where we're creating... Um, an awareness of what it is that we value and what we perceive as justice. There's also a whole laundry list of things that are not that to us or that do not align with what it is that we like. And I think on some level, because Venus is in um, detriment right now in Scorpio, there is a need to have a critical eye and a critical analysis of like likes and dislikes um, and the things that make us say no, the things that make our stomach turn, the things that make our blood boil, being able to understand if those come from internalized programming and prejudices that we may hold um, that shape our relationship to justice and maybe in some ways the ways that we perpetuate injustice among um, each other and the ways that we hurt our relationships. I wrote about love and justice. Um, which is, of course, one of the things that we talked about last year when we talked about um, this idea of um, Libra and what it might kind of mean archetypally for us to explore. And I wrote that this isn't about martyrdom. This is not about tricking people into clear, <laughs> into caring. Um, this isn't about outrage. This is about understanding and seeing humanity in other people and that being the place from which we fight, you know. Um, and I think, you know, I'll talk about this because Mars is, is still in is still in Libra at this time. And I think this relates to what I was saying about Venus and Scorpio, since right now, those two planets um, are in forming what we call mutual deception. So when two planets are out of their domicile or their exaltation, um, but we can exchange that rulership, right? Venus would be the ruler of Libra. Mars would be the ruler of Scorpio. Um, we can, um, it's like two, as it's been described to me, two drunk people trying to lead 
each other home, right? They don't necessarily have the tools at their disposal to be of assistance to one another. But I think on that level, it shows that there's a certain type of friction that we may kind of feel um, inside around what we think, what we believe, how we act. When I think about Mars and and Libra, I often think about PETA, right? And kind of think about some of the really backwards ways that they fight for justice for animals, you know, comparing... um, the way that animals are treated to slavery, throwing fake blood or real blood onto um, furred coats and other things like that at Fashion Week, et cetera, et cetera, right? Where it's like there is this need um, and this deep desire to seek justice, right? And this desire to embody justice, in our action and in our relationship, but we may kind of do it wrong sometimes. I know I've experienced that myself so far. Collective fear versus personal fear. Again, what's mine? What's yours? Um, Being able to figure out how to hold people. Again, ratio. Where are you depositing all of your energy? One of the things that I thought about today, because there are so many things going on in the world right now, and it's really hard to keep up. And I saw this post of somebody saying we should still be talking about xyz and i agree um all of these things are equally important and yet our ability to have the attention and the bandwidth to hold everything that's wrong with the world right now is kind of like on negative three and and that's okay but being able to figure out where what are the ways that i can figure this out some people were talking about um (laughs) I've seen lots of people talking about um spoon theory um which of course is usually used in relation to um talking about people who are dealing with some sort of um chronic illness um and uh or other types of uh, disabilities, whether it be visible or invisible, and how much, you know, energy do you have to give throughout the day, and really being able to figure out for yourself, like, what are those, how many spoons do you have, one, and then how many do you have to give, Um, again, this idea of ratio. And then the other thing that I want to talk about before we talk specifically about some of the specific things that are going to be happening um, this month is about this idea of post-feminism in the 2000s. So I was watching this video from The Take. I, I watched like maybe like the first 30 seconds because I understood exactly where they were going. And I thought this served as a really great lesson. And I'll link the video if you all want to watch it. The Take is really great for examining movie tropes. Um... And and I just really, I like that because, you know, so much of us like learn from popular culture and media and it only makes sense to kind of examine the way that we um, recreate living, uh, existing structures within our world, how we deviate from them, how we blah, blah, blah. Anyway, let me not get (laughs) too off track. But basically they were talking about this movement in the late 90s and 2000s of some of the most uh, pivotal shows um, in 
I think the last couple of decades when we're talking about like, you know, well, depends on who you're asking and you'll realize I say that, you know, after I say what I'm saying, but like shows like Sex in the City, um, what else was happening or going on at that time? Um, friends, etc. you know, of course, lots of those really centering cis straight white women, um, or just a cis straight white world in general. But I think, you know, talking about how there was like this trend of people being like a feminist, ew, like feminism is over, right? Thinking about how a lot of people who got to experience um, their 20s and their 30s um, in the 90s and 2000s were birthed or came from a time in which, you know, women were not allowed to have their own bank accounts or there being a, a number of different laws in place um, that limited um, the ability of AFAB people, um, assigned female and birth, to be able to have a certain amount of autonomy over themselves, right? And so living in a space in which like you can work Technically speaking, anywhere you want to work, you can have a bank account, you can make this much money, you can do this, you can do that, you can do all the things that men can do, you know what I mean? Um, And that being a reason to be like, well, we're past that, right? And so I think with that, being able to understand where, and I think that within itself, with it making it seem like the goal of feminism is to have the things that men or those who have benefited from patriarchy um, have had is the end goal. You know what I mean? Um, and I think to some certain extent, there's a time, it's a time to kind of call into question with a lot of the things that we think of and a lot of things that we do, especially again, in relation to justice, what is the end goal? You know what I mean? And if this thing that we see is a victory and we are post this, or we have moved past this, what does that mean about what the goals we have are? Um, reassessing some of the goals about the things that we believe and some of the ways that we fight for justice and really kind of thinking deeply about what these words mean, right? North Node is still in Gemini. Words mean things. Um, and so I wrote, where are our interactions just thinly veiled with the iterations of the systems we seek to eradicate from our lives and our communities? Mercury retrograde is happening again in Libra. I'm not going to, well, it's important to talk about because um, it's most of our month um, and most of our Libra season. But what I wrote is that it's something to understand about things returning. It doesn't necessarily have to be physical. It can be a message, as in like a message, not even from a particular person, a thought, a memory, etc., that reemerges. So just being very cautious and aware of that. Mercury retrograde, the tone of it, I think, is going to shift and change within the coming days as Venus moves out of Scorpio and into Sagittarius. But I think it will be very refreshing in the sense of the type of clarity that we'll feel and the relief of tension that we feel as well. So With that, you know, one of the things that I wrote, especially because Mercury is going to come into another square with Pluto, and I will talk about that. Where is it? 
I don't see it. We'll get there. Um, if the square to Pluto, I really feel like, you know, Pluto has been sitting in whatever house it's been in since like 2011, right? And so there is a long-standing, slow, incremental shift and change that's happening. And I think a way that that house is being the perspective and your complete relationship to whatever house that is, is slowly shifting, changing, and transforming on this very subtle level. Um, And I think this is one of those times in which we're feeling or going to experience something that will put the pressure on it to allow us to kind of feel what we're being coaxed into. And very simply put, this Mercury retrograde feels very like the Sisyphus myth. Um, Sisyphus tried to cheat death twice and was punished (laughs) by Hades, who is what? Pluto, um, by being cursed to a lifetime of pushing a rock to the top of a mountain. And as soon as he would get towards the top of the mountain, that rock would roll all the way back down. And so, you know, I think it's a very good metaphor for, I think, the hell that we put ourselves through when we refuse to understand and and unlearn and work through things that have been long-standing and creating issues for us for us within our lives especially ones that are impacting our interpersonal relationships or demonstrate how our interpersonal relationships have had some sort of impact on us and how we relate to and perceive ourselves and what we're capable of doing and what it is that we deserve um and so ultimately i think it's allowing this perception shift of self by realizing or putting in perspective like what is the way that you've been cheating death right um what is the way that you've been tricking yourself and cheating yourself out of healing by maybe kind of covering things in very superficial band-aids or maybe like looking over it or just kind of brushing it off and like where is it that you're cursing yourself to a, a lifetime in a sense of like repeating the same lessons over and over and over again and are you ready to tackle them on the sixth we're going to have the new moon in libra that also is going to be the day that pluto goes direct i think this will be interesting because this is a fun degree um because we're really annoying this is also why i don't record this podcast because i get interrupted 70 million times over absolutely nothing okay anyway so i you know this we're working we're it well we're in the thick of the united states pluto return um and i think these next coming months are going to be a pivotal moment in this long unfolding story of america and (laughs) all of the issues that we have kind of had um with our country And how they all have kind of just been coming full circle, coming back around like the exact same players, the exact same nonsense and bullshit um, is coming up. Uh, And it being that Pluto is Saturn ruled, it's about reaping what we sow on some level and being able to understand, are we going to shift and are we going to change based on what we have reaped? um from this particular harvest 
right now it's looking like a no, but you know, whatever, we'll see. Um, and I think on some level, when I'm looking at this new moon in particular, it feels like maybe an attempt to repair or work through long standing patterns or spats in interpersonal relationships. The energy with Mars and detriment in Libra um, seems like it well, like it's well meaning, um, but Mars is combust. So there may be a lot of mental confusion, or it may be difficult to accurately or maybe even maturely come to some sort of agreement. Or it may just feel very awkward and unsettling. Um, I think it's an energy in which we may be prone to acting out or saying something out of anger or frustration. But I think, again, with that, going back to the idea of moving at the speed of trust. So like, especially depending on what type of relationship it is, if you know it's one in which clearly there is just some sort of contention and you value this particular relationship and you would like to continue to see it exist in some sort of way, Again, moving at the speed of trust. Also, it's Mercury retrograde, so we don't know how things are going to end up by the end of it. Um, a, t- a song that kind of came up was once, this is so corny, but it's One Step at a Time by Jordan Sparks. Um, and just like, listen to it, you know? Um, I think one of the things uh, that I saw when I was looking at the astrology is that something about this new moon feels very full moonish. And I think it has a lot to do with Chiron in Aries being in opposition and being in opposition to its ruler. So I think in a lot of ways it can feel very tender and very vulnerable and maybe a bit confused um, about how to make sense of what it is that we feel. And that may be kind of channeled into anger and aggression that may be um, pushed at the the wrong person or, you know, misplaced anger. But I think in a lot of ways too, it's, I think it's a really sweet energy. You know, sometimes, our, you know, anger is a portal. And like sometimes maybe we haven't allowed ourselves to be angry enough about a particular situation um, or express it how we feel hurt, you know. And I think this is an opportunity to feel very intensely like these are the places that I feel tender. These are the ways that I've been hurt. And these are the ways that I am hurting. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think that that's really great day to just kind of I think maybe again giving yourself that additional care that you need um and just being really gentle with yourself and very try to think I'd be I think be more amicable and understanding of people um this game that Mars is is playing with the sun as it's getting closer and closer together um will definitely be an energy of people wanting to go off and maybe even, again, going about things in a very ass-backwards way. Again, my example of PETA, you know, where maybe we want justice or to speak to one particular thing that's going on and we may end up hurting other people or doing something that's deeply harmful um, in the process of that. So just be very aware with that. On the 7th, Venus is going to enter Sag. So again, I feel like that will just kind of be a Mm, a nice little relief and I think you know at that point Venus will be moving into a sextile um with Mars um over the coming week and a half or so as Venus moves pretty fast and I think you know one of I think the caveat with this being the strength of this Venus and Sag is going to be one dependent on you know its relationship to the moon 
Um, so of course, these major lunations that we'll kind of talk about, it's going to be important. Um, but I think in your own chart, if you have any hard aspects to that, so a conjunction, a square, an opposition, if Venus is your time lord for your perfection year, um, or is at the forefront of your solar return chart, um, what else? Again, if it's in one of your angular houses, maybe it will have a bit more of an impact on you there. What I wrote, um, and I think this is related to this Venus, this Mercury retrograde story arc, is that ideological lines can be drawn in the sand between friends, revisiting how beliefs shape our relationships. I also think there is a, li- a longing for travel and wanting pleasure seeking that feels exciting. So I think that will be interesting to kind of witness out in public I think what I wrote is like watching maybe like a romance show in a different language from another country um one of the things that I've spoken about is like space is not linear or finite just like time is not and so if you have the fund or availability to move um you know whether it's like in an Airbnb or like visiting or staying with a friend that lives on a different part of the city um, going to a neighboring city, different things like that. It is a completely different context of feeling and energetic resonance that exists in that. Jupiter is, of course, related to long distance travel, but it's also about context. So that's why I said that this context piece um, of where you're staying, rearranging your room, all of those things may, I think, in some way help to satisfy that longing for difference and excitement um, in some sort of way um, that may be a little bit more um, Mercury retrograde friendly. One of the also other things that I wrote, so Alexa uh, Ocasio of Praxis Astrology, they talked about um, lo- the local space chart, um, which you can actually pull up on astro.com and it shows you um, they, in, they did a really great talk in which they're like, you know, uh, talking about re kind of like, in a sense, reclaiming our time <laughs> and our space from capitalism and drawing a map of your home or even just your room and placing the local space chart, which will show you the lines of the planets in your space. And you can overlay it in that way. And so I wrote that you can upgrade your Jupiter corner um, or a house with an altar of Jupiterian things. Um, I wrote, you can do a cultural exchange date like they did on Degrassi, like with your friends on Zoom um, or like sharing recipes or doing some sort of show and tell in some sort of way like that. Those, are, you know, I think Venus is about connection. So I think those would be some fun ways to do that. Dress like a French girl, you know, whatever. I really am into scandinavian street fashion right now maybe just kind of indulging in that go to cost plus world market and get some thing interesting like a freaking pasta maker or, or something like that you know if you're not already italian <laughs> so yeah i think you know if traveling out of the country is not something that I'm not passing any judgment. If that's something that you're not doing, that you don't feel comfortable doing, personally, that's not something I would feel comfortable doing at this time. Um, Those are ways to indulge in that. But also I think, you know, doing, um, 
guided meditations that take you to places, you know, those are some things that you can do as well. On the ninth, there will be the inferior conjunction. This is when the um, sun um, and where Mercury is in a conjunction to the sun while it is retrograde. Um, it's also called the interior conjunction as well. It will be between 16 and 17 degrees Libra. Um, also at this time, Mars will still be combust the sun. One of the main things that I wrote is watch your mouth. Um, potentially, I think, what did I write here? Potentiality to challenge an existing way something shows up. Challenge an existing way something shows up. I think at this point, maybe there is some sort of insight or awareness that you may have. Again, what we were saying about like kind of the Sisyphusian um, rolling of the rock up the hill over and over and over again, being able to see like, huh, you know what? I'm, I'm sick of this. And I think this is actually a really great day to kind of like angry, right? Um, one of the things that I talked about last year is Shoegate. Um, when that dude threw that shoe, shoe at George W. Bush and it was fantastic that had a Mars combustion so I think especially if you feel like in, compelled to be really um, upset about something I think this would definitely be a day in which it's there and I think it would add the sharpness to what it is that you have to say but I think again being very careful about who you're directing that towards on the 10th we have Saturn going direct um, again, one of the things that I wrote is about the beloved community. We've talked about that a number of times, as well as what our responsibility to the future is. So maybe on some level, especially if you, this Saturn has been an aspect to anything that's in your chart, um, or again, is in any of those prominent places that I have, or if this is your Saturn um, return, maybe on some level, there is a level of kind of like... Um, continued momentum and movement forward um trying to figure out how are you integrating yourself into the world how are you um being responsible to other people what is it that you're building and what are you building without centering um well quite frankly bullshit and like things that don't necessarily matter and aren't a part of the the core mission and what's truly important and then again what I wrote about beloved community you know is not to be some sort of starry-eyed magical fantasy but like realizing like this is what it takes to be in community with people and it's really fucking hard on that same day we're going to have venus conjunct the south node so again this real idea of like understanding how the context of how we relate and the perspectives that shape how we relate maybe it's time to kind of let go of some of the long-held ways that we thought it was appropriate to connect to people, um, or maybe even some of the long-held beliefs that we have that inform the type of relationships that we have, who we're in a relationship with, who we build community with, who we don't build community with, understanding how those things are um, vary and change, especially depending on how life has changed for you. So I think in a lot of ways, you know, we're up almost at the end of the this transit of the nodes through Gemini and Sagittarius, I think it's like kind of like an awareness of like, how far have you come? You know what I mean? Um, and I think, again, a lot of this 
month feels so much about like self-assessment um, and like really intense scrutinizing self-assessment that I think can really quickly turn into shaming or blaming or being upset with ourselves, but more so maybe embracing and understanding you have grown, you've changed, you've shifted so much. Like, what are you willing to let go of? What are you willing to embrace and make room for because of how much you've shifted and grown? On the second or on the 12th, we're going to have that first quarter moon in Capricorn at 20 degrees in one minute. It will be at 1126 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Adjust that for your time zone wherever you are. And of course, the keyword with the quarter moon, first quarter moon is action. Um, And I think what I wrote about is righteousness and attempts to be controlling of how you are perceived and maybe even the outcomes of things. Um, And again, I wrote about this Sisyphus myth here as well. And I think that's incredibly important. Um, This sun square Pluto, I wrote insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different results. So where are you playing by your old rules, right? As you all have heard, this seems to be a reoccurring theme. And like I said, it seems to be related to this Mercury retrograde. So I think there is a, a desire to move forward. But again, knowing what it is that we've come into that awareness of, couple of days earlier um, with Venus entering Sag and then that inferior conjunction. Maybe there's a degree of clarity that will allow us not to make the same mistakes or we will and we'll be aware of it afterwards. I wrote the devil and the hierophant and I really wish I wrote more notes because I have no idea what the hell I was talking about. I think on some level, ah, the devil demonstrates to us What are the things that we're chained to? How are we hardwired to react to things? What are some of our vices? What are some of the things that we don't want to let go of? And then the hierophant is, you know, where are we being schooled and taught? Or maybe in some ways, how are we indoctrinated into a particular way of thinking and understanding or relating to things? And I think on some level, it is about breaking free of that. We can see the sun is attempting to shine some sort of light on Pluto and Pluto's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be too visible. So again, I think some of your maybe vices um, or uh, shortcomings around how you relate um, are very visible, whether it be through conversation or it being a sort of internal um, tension that you feel. And I think feel, and I think on some level, it's like kind of like a, maybe you, have a you know Pluto word obsession with navigating something a particular way again and this idea of like righteousness and perception there's a way that the Libra and Capricorn in particular in aspect um, are able to show us like where do we try to be diplomatic but with this air of like paternalism in the background where we're kind of like you know, hiding our hand (laughs) in whatever it is that we're posing forward um, with an attempt to remain in control. And I quite honestly, I think that's what it's about. Are you able to release your perception um, or your chains to how you will be perceived to define and find more authentic ways to relate to people? What did I say earlier? Your pursuit of justice is not going to satisfy everyone. 
right? And so this is an energy of like, since that's the case, maybe you should just stop. <laughs> um, Mercury is going to go direct on the 17th or the 18th. Um, and then Jupiter is also going direct on that day as well. I think it was really interesting because those are both the rulers of our nodes and they're going direct at the same time. And so I think on some level, um, not immediately, but in the coming days, weeks, as they kind of coax themselves back into direct motion, again, the wheel of fortune will begin to turn. And I think some of these greater themes about context and belief and perspective as well as words the things that we say the things that we share the creating and shaping community releasing this desire to be out in the world and have to go somewhere or take ourselves somewhere even mentally to be able to get something to be able to understand something that maybe some of the biggest lessons can be found at home um and biggest learnings can be experienced in relation to one another. On the 20th, we're going to have the full moon in Aries at 27 degrees, and that will be at 10.56 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm just going to pull up Luna so I can... look at it in real time cool did I say the 20th yes I did so the full moon will be that day um, and Mars will still be combust our good friend um, the sun so again, I think there is also this um, undercurrent of like maybe feeling really torn about what it is that we desire and how it is that we're able to um, achieve that. And maybe in some ways we feel like we have to be a little bit more heavy handed than we actually need to be. And I think there's with the moon being in Aries, I think there may be some sense of urgency to do something. And it's like, if I'm not doing something that I don't care, if I'm not doing something then I'm not going to get it, you know, and I think it's, and you know, what was the word that I kept using is I, 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 and I think it's being able to come into awareness of like, where are we putting and a lot of pressure on what it is that we need to do um, to fix or to make sense, um, or to, um, demonstrate, you know, to, to show that we care, to show that we know what we're talking about, that we believe in justice, that we deserve a relationship, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think, you know, it, it's a, <laughs> to use this example of this person, and this is by no, you know, yeah, I don't need to give a disclaimer. Someone who has a natal, two people who have natal sun in Libra and moon in Aries would be Cardi B and AOC. And I think, you know, to use this word in a funny way, um, the way in which we talk about uh, performativeness, 
right? When we're talking about AOC at the Met Gala. And also when we're talking about like, well, like, who are you? Um, and why do you deserve to have and do what it is that you do? Um, Cardi B, being someone who was formerly a sex worker, living this life of ex- this extravagant life that I think in a lot of ways people don't believe that she's worthy of or even deserves, that she's talented enough or blah, blah, blah. And I think, you know, both of those exam- are examples of like, who you show up as and who it will be good enough for. And I think on some level, there is a desire to kind of um, mitigate, work through that tension um, of feeling like you're not doing enough or what you're doing or how you're being perceived um, is very different from from who you are. Um, And so I think kind of feeling... And experiencing that that tension very deeply, but I also think it brings into question because we have Venus coming into a um, approaching square to Neptune um, on this day of being able to kind of ask for ourselves like where are we limiting um, our idea of who we are or who we could be or what is possible for us. Um, especially to uh, satisfy uh, other people and especially with doing a disservice to um, ourselves. So I think in a way it's like, who are we answering to and who is this frustration kind of stemming from? And maybe in a lot of ways, there may be an idealized way that we try to view ourselves or, or view our relationships or how they should be that is completely devoid of the reality of what it is that we are doing and what it is that we believe in um, or even what we're participating in. So being able to kind of reel it in um, or even just kind of feel this tension of like, do I have it figured out? Do people love me? Do people care about me? Will they respect me? Will this, will that, you know, this feels like a energy of like lots of like questioning um, of self especially we have this Mercury (laughs) in Libra opposite Chiron in Aries, you know, again, this like tenderness and this kind of like existential kind of, like it seems like through the month, like it, it moves from something that maybe wasn't as like, you weren't necessarily as aware enough that you're coming into awareness of that maybe you aren't as accepting of or maybe you're just kind of like about it and by the end of the month it seems to be very like um (laughs) self-depreciating or like by mid-season it seems to be very self-depreciating and so I think another piece of this is like how much pressure do we put on ourselves to to perform um and realizing that that's the the gag is, you know, you shouldn't even be performing at all. Um, you should just be being yourself. Mars is approaching a nice little um, square to Pluto. So I think in, in a lot of ways that may be um, an energy surge, but I think it may be energy that may be misplaced or used incorrectly. But I also think in a lot of ways it can be energy that's used um, subversively on purpose, right? So I think it's a really great day or this time period, I would say after the full moon, I'm not a go out and do this thing on the full moon. Um, Maybe as the moon becomes disseminating um, over the next day or so, 
it's a good day to give some sort of, do some sort of action or share some sort of information. One of the things that um, Hawk Astrology, shout out to Hawk, um, had talked about with Mars and Libra is it's like connection, you know, um, to gossip and like how, uh, and reposting this article, this um, post that I don't remember, I think it was Femme Supremacy had posted about their um, thesis essay that they had wrote about gossip um, being a tool to protect survivors. Um, and I think it's like being able to lean into that. Like, what are the things that are socially female coded, et cetera, that can kind of be used um, to fight? And I think it's really interesting that this is, you know, this time in which the square is coming up is during the disseminating moon. So if you've been, you know, thinking about, I can't believe I'm saying this, the mercury is direct though. So if you've come into a place where maybe there's some sort of harm that has happened in community, maybe there is something that has kind of flown under the radar that has happened, it's a great time to bring that shit back up um, and allow it to be kind of spread um, in some sort of way. So I would definitely say that that is something that I would encourage people to use that energy for. Again, Mars square Pluto insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Why are we trying to fit a square peg into a round hole? Um, you cannot will or shame something into fitting a specific container. Action through control or even obsessing over a different or for a specific outcome. It also is an energy, again, of being passive aggressive and overly righteous. Um, and so I think, you know, take that caveat, right? And again, ask yourself, like, what are the goals? And what is it that you want from this? What is it that you want from yourself um, from doing or putting forth some sort of ask or putting forth some sort of information um, in community? And what is it that you think will be reaped from that and are you open to releasing um that expectation um or maybe if you have always been someone who that's the way that you go about things maybe it's a different time to look into a different approach or if you're someone who has always been silent or I was kind of sat on your anger or taking it out on the wrong people maybe it's a time to be brave and confront you know people <laughs> take this with a grain of salt confront people and things um again with bravery um and in a way that again i that is safe the sun will be entering scorpio on the 23rd so again feeling that dip i love it i love it i love it um feeling that dip from the uh intensity of, of the from the shallow water into the intensity and i think you know what I think about Scorpio is like, it's just a emo Libra in a lot of ways. It's just a Libra in black where it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's a goth Libra where it's like, let's like talk about like the creepy shit. Like that also is about relationships. Like, yeah, I want to connect to people, but like, let's get into it, you know? And so I think on some level being able to assess, um, and relate to people in deeper ways and, experience and understand and investigate and be very curious about the way that we show up in our relationships um and I think it's you know coming into a time where maybe some secrets that we've been keeping from ourselves are 
a lot more visible and aware, whether that be hopefully not publicly, but who knows, everyone's life is different. Um, or just even for ourselves in which we're able to have a level of honesty with us ourselves. On the 28th, there will be the last quarter moon um, in Leo um, at five degrees, Leo at 4.06 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the United States. And the last quarter moon is about crisis and it's about an internal kind of crisis. Um, let me read what I wrote about the last quarter moon. Hold on a second. Ooh, I call it phenomenology. So like phenomenology is like <laughs> the study of like why let me like I don't want to ruin this. But I thought this was really funny. The philosophy of experience. So the structures of experience and consciousness. So it can even get into like be like super meta like well like well why is why is why are we listening to language all there's this video i watched that was like all language is biased like you know and like what does it even mean for something to be blue and who has agreed upon the idea that blue is blue and you know all of those like weird things you know i i feel like it's a a moon of having those kind of weird uh, for lack of a better word high thoughts um that propel you towards a, a level of like a different level of understanding of things. So crisis is experienced at the mental level, creating an opportunity to release long-held limitations. Witness how frightening or fanciful it is to break apart what has been sold to you. Fred Hampton is someone who is a last quarter moon, um, natally. And so I think on some level, it's like being able to assess like, what is our relationship to visibility and how seen do we need to be to feel like we're understood, um, to feel like we um, know and can assess what's going on around us and what is ours? And again, you know, this idea of like what is ours and what are what is not ours. Um, let me pull this up so I can look at it in this way. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, why did it do that? Okay. I'm just looking at doing a quick little looking tin at the aspect. And it will be in a T square. Oh, this is going to be a fun day. A T square to Saturn. So I think it's one will likely be a day that's very draining <laughs> for a lot of people again especially you know angles um is if this is opposite your son if this is squaring your son if this is any of those things right i think there's a sense of um why do I want to say like dryness and and a drain that we feel? And I think in some way, maybe even feeling burdened by how you have to show up for other people and 
you know, give some sort of um, love and attention to yourself. And I think in some ways it can make people kind of crowd, like kind of crotchety and rude because again, Mars is still in Libra. So it may be a day of like a lot of irritation and like an awareness of like how much energy you do or do not have. And maybe even understanding how taxing it is to constantly be in a place of self-assessment. And also I think in an awareness of maybe how exhausting it is to be hyper-vigilant towards external stimuli. Again, that's a very, I think, scorpionic thing. So like, where are we putting a lot of thought and energy into maybe how we're being perceived or what we expect from other people, um, how we do or do not trust others and, you know, what that says about what we can and can't and should not give. And I think, you know, the opposing part of this T-square is uh, Taurus, right? So I think it is a lot about like, let's just kind of go back to to basics. What is it that you need to feel nourished right now? What are the maybe even plant allies that you can utilize in a space of overwhelm and of emotional turmoil. I talked a lot about Hawthorne Berry um, in my Instagram story. At the beginning of Mercury Retrograde, I made Hawthorne um, syrup, which I think is going to be really great for Mercury Retrograde. But also, I just think this month in general, maybe even going into... um, Scorpio season um to deal with like heart um pain um and I think you know the moon is in Libra I'm sorry the moon is in Leo which is about the heart and the body and the moon rules the body right so I think being aware and careful when it comes to our heart health um energetically and like IRL um is really important and I think again it may be a day of feeling really drained um of feeling the burdens of limitations of like how much it is that you can do or how much it is that you can show up for yourself um while having these expectations that others have for you to fill as well and then finally on the 30th Mars is going to be in Libra at 29 degrees um, and so that is the anoretic degree, um, since it's the final one and of its detriment. And it is opposite the Mars that we experienced on January 26th of this year. So I think it will be really, um, interesting. Um, I don't really have any predictions for that at this time. I think it will just be, you know, later on in the day. Well, I will see. Actually, let me do a quick look and let me just make up, not make up something, but um, it's the day before Halloween. Ooh, shout. Okay. Um...
I am still pulling this up, so just hold on a second. Um... Okay. Let me see. It doesn't look like there are a lot of me. Oh. The moon is going to be in a square. Oh, that's juicy. So the moon, is, I'm sorry, the moon is going to be in a sextile to it. And let me see. Just doing a quick little look around, a look-see of the chart. The day, quite honestly, seems a bit anticlimactic. So I don't honestly, I really don't. We'll see. I'm like, oh, I don't think any thing will happen. We will see. That moon is approaching Regulus. Um, so there could be some sort of, um, I don't know. I'm just going to say no for now. And we'll actually see what happens on that day. Um, and then, what was I saying? And then by the end of the day, Mars will be in this really great uh, place where we'll be back in uh, Scorpio. And I think that will be interesting to see. And it will be in Scorpio until December 13th. At this time, we have experienced Mars through all of its places of fall detriment as well as its domicile. And so next year, we will get to experience the exalted and domicile Mars yet again. And that should be really interesting. I think I'll talk more about this on my Instagram story once we get there because my voice is hurting and my sinuses are swollen and inflamed. Um, just to kind of finish things up, I want to have a segment in which we talk about days of rest. In the words of Nap Ministry, exhaustion will not create liberation. So this is a time to remind you that this podcast is anti-grind culture. And I want to give you all some keys of some of the places and times in which you should have days of rest in your month um, ahead. And I'm excited about that. And I'll get a little bit more refined with this as I kind of figure out what I want this to look like. So for this month, check when the moons are going to be in your sixth and twelfth houses, especially if they are major lunations like the full moon, the new moon and the quarter moon. Like for me, the full moon this month and the new moon this month are falling in my what? Sixth and twelfth house. And so you will not what? Hear from me because I will be tired or I won't and I will be resting. Um, so I would encourage you to do that. So give yourself time to chill, to do less. Um, if your half birthday is this month, I would encourage you to do that. If you are experiencing Saturn opposite conjunct or square your moon, a friendly reminder that Saturn is going to be transiting um, the, it looks like, let me go back to the beginning of the month. It will be transiting six degrees and 58 minutes um, of Aquarius to about seven 
degrees and thirteen minutes of Aquarius. Um, so it's not moving that far, but I'd say if it's in a, with a specific orb or it is very close um, to take that time off. Um, Saturn. Yes. Okay. So I said what degree it is. Um, the moon, Neptune. The moon will be opposite, will be conjunct Neptune. Hold on a second. I have to click through this beautiful little calendar. It will be conjunct Neptune on the 17th and I do not believe and I think it will be opposite it maybe at very early in the month oh yeah in the next couple days so that would be the 4th of October and then moon Saturn which is coming up do, do, do the first, literally the first day of October. <laughs> so take it easy today as you are listening to this, if you're listening to this today. And then when it is conjunct, and I hope you're writing these days down because these are days that you should take off work if you can, if you have the ability to do so, or days that you should just not do anything. Um, and you have my full support to do that. Um the it looks like the evening of the 13th morning of the 14th would be to expect that conjunction between saturn and the moon um let's see and then our void moons do i want to read these off i don't i'm gonna just post them for you or a link for you to go look at them but there are, are, are quite a few and void moons are a great time to, you know, you know how like on Thanksgiving, people like make really just nasty casseroles with like all of the Thanksgiving foods or like they make a sandwich or whatever type of weird shit that people do in the United States during Thanksgiving. Um, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, I'm just, you know, giving this example. Um, you should do that with the things that are in your fridge because if you go buy groceries, you're probably not going to use them. So I would say it's not necessarily a day to grocery shop, but maybe you kind of make some sort of meal with things that you already have in your fridge. Like if there's beans and other things like that, and then maybe like buy like a vegetable or like a fruit to finish up that, um, that meal. Um, it's a great, terrible day to do meetings or to try to start new things. And so because of that, I definitely say it's a great time to rest um, and to embrace rest in whatever way that feels good for you. Um, there we go. So this is the October forecast. I hope this is really good. I hope this gave you something um, that you can take from this month. It is not an easy month at all. I think it's a little bit difficult, but I think, you know, by the time we get to the end of it, maybe a little bit more pressure will be relieved until we work back up into that pressure <laughs> as Saturn gets closer to Uranus and we experience that third Saturn Uranus square and some other really fun things that will likely be happening in the month of December. But other than that, 
Thank you so much for your continued support. My books are open for September. Oh, September's over. Oh my gosh. For October and November. And yeah, thank you so much for listening if you've listened this long. And I will talk to you soon. Happy birthday to all my Libras and to my October Scorpio.